Welcome to Cassie's World Podcast Season 4. Some viewers may find this disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to Cassie's World. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Cassie's World Podcast. And excuse my voice. I am very, very sick. Um, I have a cold and my voice doesn't sound like how it usually sounds. So just bear with me, please. Um, I also want to thank you guys for tuning in to listen. I know I have not been consistent. You guys hit me up on my podcast page, literally cursing me out because you guys like, you know, when I post, which I appreciate. And I love the fact that you guys hit me up to curse me out. Okay, believe it or not, because it means like you guys actually care and you guys actually want to listen to me and I love you guys. I love all of y'all. I fucks with y'all. Even if y'all listening just to make fun of me or whatever, I don't care. I still love every single one of y'all, okay? Um, it's been a lot going on, especially the past couple of months. And I haven't been posting because it's been so much drama. I'm, I'm, I'm about to give y'all my tea, okay? And... This is my safe space. I usually talk to you guys regardless of anything, what's going on. So this is my safe space where I can come on here. I could be myself. I could talk to you guys. Of course, there's going to be judgments. Nobody's perfect. I don't care about being judged. That's the last thing on my mind. Um. So, yeah, I'm going to get into a lot of things and for reasons that are obvious everyone's names that I mentioned are going to be fake names okay aliases we're gonna use fake names you know because I don't want to get sued but also to I, I shouldn't protect certain people but I am anyway it just it is what it is but Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for joining. So without further ado, let's get into it. So I don't even know where to begin. Um, You guys are going to hear cursing. You're going to hear a lot of explicit things. And I just feel like... I feel like I should get my story out there because there's a there's a lot of people going through what I'm going through and I know I'm definitely not alone. I know that for a fact, but it's it's a lot. It's a lot. So you're going to hear coughing because I'm sick. You're going to hear cursing. You're going to hear a whole bunch of explicit stuff. So if you're triggered by anything, if you're triggered by abuse, if you're triggered by miscarriage, if you're triggered by sexual abuse, then click off right now okay um so let's get into it so <sighs> okay bear with me because this is a roller coaster all right all right so boom i meet this guy that ended in 2019 you know he's cool we're gonna call him guy number one <laughs> he's cool 
we're vibing, we're chilling, you know, getting to know each other a whole bunch, a whole lot better and stuff like that. You know, we were seeing each other up until August 2nd, 2022 of this year. Okay. So, you know, we went through our differences as anybody in a relationship goes through. Yeah, I go through the arguing. I go through being petty. It's a whole bunch of stuff, right? So, on my birthday, okay, uh, let's keep in mind that even though I did lie to him and tell him I was being faithful, I wasn't. And I'm owning up to everything that I did in the relationship as well. And I just feel like it needs to be accountability on both sides because I'm owning up to what I did. So I feel like maybe later on in the future, not now because I'm not ready, but he should own up to what he's done too, right? So boom, I meet a guy and, you know, we're vibing, chilling, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And... You know, it was a couple cases where he went through my phone and he saw that I was talking to other guys and whatever. We broke up, got back together, you know, the basics. And then um, this year, 2022, right, uh, we're talking and, I didn't, you know, I decided to take him serious. So, you know, I stopped talking to other guys and I started, you know, basically just giving him my attention and stuff like that so i get a random hit up on facebook messenger from a fake page clearly and they're like you know don't trust guy number one he has a couple girls pregnant and all this other stuff you know it was a whole bunch of hoopla (laughs) so I'm just like, okay, you know, whatever. I called him and I'm like, you know, you know, explain what the hell's going on. And he's like, it's a lie and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. I can't get into details. I'm so sorry. I want to get into the actual T of that, but I cannot get into that like at all because it comes with. So much more than you guys will ever know, right? So, um, you know, we get past it and whatever. But I decided from that day that I wasn't going to be faithful anymore. Especially when the tea was dropped that he still had a girlfriend. They were living together. It was a whole bunch of stuff. Which I saw a whole bunch of red flags that I ignored. And I'm here to tell you guys, if you guys are in a relationship and you guys are seeing red flags after red flags after get the hell out of that relationship i'm telling you your instincts are number one you should always go with your gut feeling that's number one so if you feel like something's not right do something about it right away okay this is just me i shouldn't have to tell you but you know A lot of people find themselves ignoring red flags. Do not ignore red flags. Like, even men, men as well. If you're dating a woman, do not ignore red flags. Like, this is something that should be taken way serious than people do, okay? So, I decided from that moment I wasn't going to be faithful anymore. 
So I started talking to a whole bunch of guys. Like, guys, I'm a hoe, okay? <laughs> we already established that. But, you know, I own up to it. I'm a grown-ass woman, and I feel like if I want to be that, I could be that, okay? Whatever. So, God. I'm sorry for the sniffling and stuff. Again, I'm sick, okay? So, um, yeah, we established, you know, I'm a hoe, this and the third. So, uh, we're going to fast forward to my birthday. So my birthday comes, he doesn't hit me up at all on my birthday, it's a birthday. And he's like one of the, like the top people that I feel like should say happy birthday, especially cause we're in a relationship, you know, that's common sense. Me personally, if I'm dating someone, I'm waiting until midnight, regardless of what. I always stay up until midnight to wish whoever, like my sisters, my my mother, whatever. I always wish them a happy birthday at midnight. That's just me. My friends too. We all do this. But he didn't say happy birthday, so I figured he was sleeping. Okay, whatever. Got over it. The day goes on. It's like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Still didn't hear from him. I'm like, what the hell? I'm not about to hit him up because it's my birthday, you know? Other people, they see birthday as just another year that they're getting older. Me, I see my birthday as in, bitch, I made it. Like, it's a it's a lot of people who haven't even seen the age of 18. And I'm not trying to be funny at all. And I'm, I, I really, truly am not. But... People should be proud that they made it to a certain age. There's certain people who don't want to say that they're in their 40s, they're in their 50s. That's a blessing, especially with all the things that's going on today. That is a blessing. I'm 28 years old. I'm two years away from 30. I take all my birthdays seriously because I don't know when it's going to be my last, you know? So, yes, I take my birthdays very serious. I was expecting him to hit me up and say happy birthday. He didn't hit me up until, like, 6 o'clock at night. And I was just like, you know, what the hell. So, I told him I wanted to see him. He was having his own little situation that was going on. And I understood that fully. But I just wanted to see him for, like, an hour or two, you know. I can't explain the situation because it's very personal. But... I just wanted to see him for an hour or two. Even if I would have saw him for 15 minutes, it just would have been like, okay, you know, whatever. So he had me thinking he was coming over. I kicked my family out the house. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to give me some birthday D, you know? Kicked me out the, I kicked everybody out the house. This on the third, he never came. So one of my supervisors from my job, they're like, oh, come to the job, you know, so we can say happy birthday, da, 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 da. So I went, you know, I'm sitting there chilling, had everybody say happy birthday to me at work. I was just, you know, having fun, talking to everybody, just sitting there chilling. And then this guy that I used to talk to had hit me up and he's like, oh, you should come, you know, chill with me for your birthdays, blah, blah, blah. So before I decided, okay, I hit him up again, guy number one. So, guy number two is the other guy, okay? <laughs> so, guy number one, I hit him up and I'm like, you know, are you still coming? This and the third. He's like, listen, I'm tied up. I can't make it right now. Just give me another hour, blah, 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 blah. 
So I waited another hour before I responded back to guy number two. An hour goes by. I hit up guy number one again. I'm like, listen, I'm at this point, at this point, I'm already drunk. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm like, are you still coming? He goes, oh, I'm not going to be able to make it, but I'll be there in the morning and this and the third. So I'm like, you know what? F it. Since he's not coming, let me go see guy number two. I know it's wrong. Everybody's probably judging me. I don't give a fuck. But I don't care. It was my birthday. I've never had birthday sex because every year for my birthday, I either have my period or I'm sick. And this was one of those years where I wasn't sick. I didn't have my period. I wanted to get done. The hell? So he didn't show up. He said he wasn't coming. I went to see guy number two. Guy number two, I was chilling in his crib. He gave me birthday D. I went home. <laughs> he paid for my Uber home. So I go home and then he hits me up. Guy number one, he hits me up and he's like, oh, um, you know, I'm going to be there in the morning and blah, 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 blah. And I told him not to come because I had to go to physical therapy and stuff like that. And he still came anyway, like, but we're going to get there. So morning time comes and I, um, well, I get in the house. I, all right, sorry. I'm jumping from situation to situation. Okay. So. I get in the house, you know, I take my stuff off, I take a shower, I throw all my stuff on the table. Everybody that knows me knows I throw everything on the table, phone, keys, money, everything. Threw it on the table, took it out my bra, threw it on the table because the outfit I was wearing, I, it had no pocket. So everything went in my bra. So threw it on the table, took a shower, put my phone in the charger, went to sleep. Woke up because he called, it was like 6 o'clock in the morning. He kept calling, 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 and I'm telling him, like, don't come because I have to go to physical therapy and this and the third. He wouldn't listen. He said he was coming anyway. Mind you, he had keys to my crib, okay? So even if I would have told him not to come, he still would have came in anyway because he had keys. So I'm like, all right, cool. He comes and whatever, and I'm getting out the shower. I'm getting out the shower. And then, you know, I wanted to go to the store to get, um, I forgot what I was going to get, but I wanted to go to the store and I looked on the table and my money was missing and I'm like, what the hell? Like, I know I was drunk and whatever, but my money was on the table, especially the fact like when I came, I had money on my, on my card too, but I had cash on the table. So I'm asking him like, did you see the money that was on the table? He's like, no. Blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I wanted to go to the store anyway. So he's like, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to help you look for your money. I'm like, okay. I'm walking my dog to the store with me. He calls FaceTime. I didn't answer the first time because I'm like, he probably going to tell me he found my money or whatever. So I ignored it. He called the second time. So I'm like, you know, what the hell? Like, is that important that you got to tell me, you know, whatever. So I didn't answer Third time, I answer. I'm like, hello? He's like, why do you have a condom in your pants pocket? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because I, I did have a condom in my work pants pocket. That's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. But I'm going to make this clear. That condom that was in my pants pocket 
was in my work pants pocket was not for sexual reasons okay it's a long story how that condom ended up there but it was not for sexual reasons and me being ems i go in and out of clinics hospitals whatever i pick up condoms regardless i pick up condoms but that condom specifically was not there for sexual intents okay we're gonna make that loud and clear boom so I start laughing because I know the reason why the condom is there and I'm about to explain to him why it's there, but he ends up hanging up. So I call my friend and I'm like, yo, this nigga found a condom in my pocket and this and that he's getting pissed off about it. So she's like, so fucking why? He's out there doing him anyway. Why he's mad that you have condoms in your pocket and this and the third. And I thought about it too. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, what the hell? So I get in the house. Mind you, when I left out the house the first time, he was butt-ass naked. And then I come back in the house, he's fully clothed. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> what the fuck? So I give him some, because he asked for something from the store too. So I give him his stuff and whatever, and I'm like, what's the problem? And he's like, why the hell do you have condoms in your pocket? And I'm like, was it open? Like, me personally, I should never said that, but... <clears throat> when I'm like under heat, I tend to make jokes and I shouldn't, but it's just a reaction when I'm being questioned and stuff like that. Especially like when someone's really, really pissed off and whatever, I tend to like try to brighten the mood and apparently you can't brighten moods to certain people. So whatever. He's like, you know, I asked him, was it open? And he got pissed and he's like, what the hell you mean was it open and da 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 So we're still talking about guy number one here, okay? <laughs> so I'm like, you know, you felt the condom in my workplace pocket. It wasn't open. It wasn't used. You know, if I found a condom in your stuff, I wouldn't assume anything yet only because it wasn't open. If I saw a, a opened condom wrapper, then I would be pissed off because, like, that means you did something. But if there was a condom in your pants pocket and whatever, I'm I'm still questioning you, but, but I'm not going to get to the certain extent that he went as far as this, okay? So, we're going back and forth, and then it leads to him asking me to go through my phone. And now, I know for a fact that I'm doing dirt. I know this for a fact. Hold on, let me light my cigarette don't smoke cigarettes they're bad for you and i know i'm sick and i shouldn't be smoking but i'm gonna smoke anyway because the story's gonna get good even though like it's a bad story okay it's a bad story but i'm being completely honest i am about to smoke okay so it leads to him asking me to go through my phone so i go if you want to go through my phone let me go through your phone too he goes no you're not going through my phone i'm not the one that got caught with condoms and this and the third which is true it is true but i feel like if you're gonna go through my phone i should be able to go through your phone too i've never went through this guy's phone ever in my life never went through his phone this is the second or third time he's went through my phone so it was like what the hell so 
He's like, let me go through your phone. And I tell him no, because I know I'm doing dirt in the center dirt. He's like, oh, um, it's you have two options. It's either I go through your phone or you take this ass whooping. So I threw my phone on the bed and I said, let's fight. <laughs> because I, I'd rather fight for my fucking life than to let him go through my phone and see all the shit that I've, I've done in my phone, okay? Like... We're not even going to begin to imagine what the hell I have on my phone, okay? Just use your imagination. Whatever you think is in my phone is in my phone, okay? Anyway, so he's like, so you'd rather get your ass beat than to let me go through your phone? And I'm like, yeah. So then he's like, I'm I'm giving it. I guess he was, he was shocked by my, like, response because he asked again, like, listen, Cassie, you got two options. And I said, yes, I take option number two. Like, I'm not letting you go through my phone, bro. So we ended up sitting down talking. And he's like, let me just go through your phone, blah, 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 blah. So I tell him, I'm like, listen, whatever you think is in my phone is in my phone. Okay? I'm telling him what's in my phone versus him actually seeing it. He still wants to go through my phone, even though I'm telling him what's in my I told him everything down to the T, what's in my phone. And he still wants to go through my phone. So I'm like, when I give you this phone, you can't be mad at anything because I already told you it was in the phone. He's like, I'm not going to get mad if it's done the third. Put this on his grandmother's grave and everything that he wasn't going to get mad. He wasn't going to hit me, nothing. Right? I give him the phone. I unlock the phone, I give it to him, and I run in the bathroom. Because I didn't want to be there while he was going through my phone. He went through... When I tell you, this guy went through everything in my phone. WhatsApp, Messenger, Facebook, Instagram, text messages, pictures. Anything that you can think of. He went through every single nook and cranny in my phone. And all I hear from the bathroom is, what the fuck? What the fuck? Oh, hell no. Like, this is just what I hear from the bathroom. I'm like, damn, what the fuck is he looking at? Because I didn't know if he was being dramatic or if, like, those were his his genuine reactions of what he saw. And... It was as genuine. He it was as genuine as it gets. He was banging on the bathroom door. I didn't want to come out. He's just looking through more stuff. The longer I stayed in that bathroom, the more he was looking through more stuff. So he tells me to come out the bathroom and whatever. But he's saying it really aggressively. So I'm like, no, I'm not coming out the bathroom. So he's like, you need to come out the bathroom so we could talk. And this and the third. So I'm like, okay. I'm thinking like we're gonna talk. It's gonna lead to. We need to break up. That's how bad stuff is in my phone, okay? It gets to the point where if you go through my phone, you're going to be like, listen, I'm not doing this with you no more, okay? So I come out the bathroom, and he's yelling in my face. Like, from the time I come out the bathroom to the time I stop into the living room, and I'm standing there, he's yelling in my face the whole time, yelling in my ear, yelling, yelling, yelling. And I'm like, but I told you it was in my phone, though. And as soon as I said that, he punches me in my jaw. Punched me super fucking hard. 
in my jaw. So now I get up. We're fighting. He slams me on the floor. I get up. I slam him back on the floor. And I guess, like, he felt like I demasculated him or whatever. And I had a hammer that was on the table. It's a long story why the hammer was there. But I was putting something up. That's the main reason why the hammer was on the table. He grabs the hammer and he starts hitting me in my back with the hammer. Then he, I'm like trying to crawl on the floor and run. He's grabbing me by my feet. He starts punching me over and over in the face. Then he pulls out his gun. He starts pistol whipping me. And the whole time this is going on, I swear to everything, I'm thinking I'm going to fucking die. I'm going to fucking die. I'm not going to make it out this house. Especially when he, get, he gets super mad to the point that he takes his gun out. I feel like I'm going to die, right? So I start crawling, trying to get out the house. Mind you, every single neighbor on my floor and the lady downstairs, when I'm breathing too hard, they call the cops on me for being too loud, right? The whole time this is gone, I'm screaming for help. No one called the police at all nobody not even lady downstairs and she calls the police on me frequently for it could be six o'clock in the evening she's calling the police on me but the people on her floor blasting music until three o'clock in the morning and she don't call the police on them right boom i'm screaming for help i'm telling somebody please help me please help me nobody's knocking the door to see what's going on. like which is understandable totally understandable but I expect that at least to, for them to call the cops. At least when the cops come, he could stop. I could tell them, like, I want him to leave. That's it. But that never happened. So I'm going through a whole hour of being tortured in my damn house. He tries to go to the kitchen to get a knife. He gets a knife. And I'm the whole time, like, he's going to the kitchen to get a knife, I'm trying to run out the house. And because the kitchen and my house door are so close to each other, every time I try to run to the door, he runs out the kitchen and he pushes me back into the living room. So he comes out the kitchen with a knife and he tries to stab me. And instead he ends up stabbing himself and then he starts bleeding. And then he's like, you see what you made me did? Made me stab myself. And I'm still talking shit. I don't know why. I don't know what's wrong with me. Like mentally in my head, it's a few loose screws because I'm just like, I'm not the one that told you to go in the kitchen and get a knife. And I'm just like, I'm just sitting there talking shit. And he's getting even more mad. And then I, it gets to the point where I stop fighting. I sit on the floor. And then he's asking me questions. Then he goes, I'm going to kill you. Like, before I leave this house, I'm going to fucking kill you. And I looked in his eyes and I could tell, like, he meant that. He meant that shit. It was no way in hell I was going to get out that house without being in a body bag like that's how I felt and when I saw his eyes like it was a whole different like he looked like the devil like and this is no bullshit this is something that really happened to me this is no bullshit so the whole time we're sitting there we're arguing and then I end up stop. I end up. I ended up stop stopping the argument, and I'm just being quiet. And me being quiet wasn't good for me neither. I stopped fighting. I just gave up. I stayed on the floor, and then he grabs my TV and hits me in the head with the TV right there instantly. 
I thought I was gonna fucking die. I thought it was over for me. Like, that's it. And yeah, he just keeps hitting me, keeps hitting me. And then it got to the point where he took my card. He took, he cashed out himself money. It was just a whole bunch of stuff. Now I have a password on my cash app, so I can't send money out unless they use my face and whatever. But he sends me money. Um, I mean, he sends money to himself, and then he ends up leaving the house. I don't know where he went, but he left with my phone. And then I have a second phone, but it's locked. So I was going to go on Messenger to hit up my mom to tell her to call the cops and this and the third. Well, not to really call the cops, to call the ambulance because I was still actively bleeding. And as soon as I went to do that, he comes back in the house. So I threw my, my other phone under the bed because I'm like, if he stole that phone, he might steal my second phone. So I threw my um my phone under the bed and then I go into the bathroom and I'm like looking at my face and I look like a whole totally different person. Like I have a, I have two black eyes. My jaw is like twisted. My face is just fucked up. I'm actively bleeding. It's just a whole bunch of shit going on. And then he goes back in the house and he throws my phone on the floor. And then he's like, "Come out of the bathroom and come over here and suck my, you know, stick." <laughs> I don't know. I I'm trying to limit the cursing. Okay. So. I come out, and he makes me suck on his gun first. He makes me suck on his gun first, and I'm thinking in my head, like, this is going to pull the trigger. Like, any other time, I'm not going to sit here and beg for my life, because if I'm going to die, me begging doesn't do anything but give that person the satisfaction of they begged on their way out, and I basically controlled their life. I'm not going to beg. So I did. I sucked on his gun, even though it was hard to do because my jaw was fucked up. And then sucked him, you know. And then he hit me, told me to turn around, and he fucked me. I don't know if it was rape or whatever it was. It was the fact that I didn't want to do it, so I guess, whatever. It is what it is. And then after he finished, he left. He left. I waited like 10 minutes. Then I left. I ran downstairs. Grabbed everything I needed, ran downstairs, went to the store. I told the store to call 911, to call for an ambulance. They said that they couldn't get involved and whatnot, whatever. So I called the ambulance myself. And because of what I said, I guess, the cops came. So the cops came first, and then the ambulance came like five minutes later. And I'm not going to lie. I lied to the cops. I was, I was not trying to protect anybody. It was the fact of, I just wanted to go to the hospital. That's all I cared about. I wanted to go to the hospital. Once I got to the hospital, I was going to call the DV, the um, Safe Horizon, and I was going to, you know, get my locks changed and all that other stuff. And the whole time I'm in the hospital, you know, the cops was questioning me, like, what's, like, who is he and stuff like that. And I'm just making up names. Like, I just told them that his name was this, and I, I don't know his real name because he never told me. Everything that I told the cops was a lie, okay? And even though the cops knew I was lying, it's like, what can they do? They can't do anything. So, that happens. 
I go to the hospital. The whole time I'm in the hospital, he's, you know, calling me, telling me to come back to the house and all this other stuff. And, uh, child, it gets... Uh, abusive relationships are, like, nobody sits there and they're like, oh, oh I want to be in an abusive relationship. No, Okay. Even people who do play around, like, like it gets real when you're really put in a situation. That's not my first time being in an abusive relationship. But it's definitely going to be my last, okay? But, um, yeah, he's calling me while I'm in the hospital, and he's like, oh, you need to have your to come back to the house. He video chats me. He's inside my apartment. And I answered because I wanted to see where he was at so I could avoid going there. And because I saw that he was in my house, I was more so scared of my animals because he did try to stab my dog at one point. He held my dog out the window to throw her out and stuff. He can never get close to my cats because my cats, like, they don't play. They will scratch the hell out of him and stuff. So he never tried to attempt to touch my cats and stuff like that. So, but I was more so scared for my dog because my dog, like, she's small. She's a little shih tzu, you know, 30 pounds. She can only do but so much, you know, even if she does bite, it doesn't hurt at all, but I was scared, and I didn't go back home, I didn't go back home, and I know it sounds kind of fucked up, because some people would have been like, oh, I would have went home to get my animals, and this kind of thing, listen, when you're in a situation like that, the last thing you're thinking about, like, it's a difference, like, if my kid was there, my kid wasn't there, thank God. But if my kid was there, I would have went home. I would have home. But my kid would have never been left in the house by herself regardless. But just, you know, if it was my kid, I would have went home. No hint, no ifs, ands, or buts, no questions, no doubts, no nothing. I would have went home. But she wasn't there. So I didn't go home. I let my phone die. I ended up meeting guy number three. And... There was no sexual relationship between us. I'm letting this be known now. He was just somebody who genuinely cared. And he even offered his home to me. I spent the night at his house for the whole weekend. Just to get away. Not the whole weekend. The whole week. I spent the night at his house for the whole week. Just to get away and stuff like that. And he he was very genuine helping me. He came back with me to my apartment. So that the um, safe horizon could come and put a lock on the door. And this and the third, he came with me. He made sure I was safe. I felt safe being with him. I told him the situation because I didn't want him to be caught up in any surprises just in case, you know, he was to come back and whatever. But he came with me, you know, made sure I was safe. And he called me the next day. I didn't answer. And I didn't speak to him ever since. I didn't write him. I didn't talk to him. The last thing I told him was, like, my daughter deserves better. She doesn't deserve to see her mom getting slapped up on and beat up on. So after that first incident with him putting his hands on me, I never went back. Never. Never looked back. He could go to hell for all I care. I really don't care. Like, it's, it's so much more to it than I could tell you. But it's just, I never looked back. And I never plan on looking back. And it's hard to like div div div, div whatever. I'm I'm gonna leave that word alone. But I'm just not going back. Okay. So 
that happens, right? Now, after that, I meet guy number four, okay? Guy number four, he's like, you know, um, we meet each other, we're talking, we start, you know, video chat, because he has an Android, I have an iPhone, so, you know, we're on WhatsApp, we're video chatting each other, he's like, you know, let me be your piece, let me be this, and I told him the situation that happened to, and <coughs> he's like, you know, I could take you out of that, I don't like the word, I could take you out of that, I don't like those, I don't like those words, but he's like, let me be your piece, and you be mine, and you know, I'm looking for a wife. I'm not looking for some somebody who's going to play games and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I should have gave myself time to heal, but I didn't. And I automatically jumped into a relationship with this man, guy number four. Jumped into a relationship with him. And, you know, we were going to each other's. Like, well, he wasn't coming to my house, but I was going to his house a lot. The first day I went to his house, he had some shit going on with his mom and his sister and this and the third. But he lives alone, but, you know, in a separate house and whatever. So he told me to come with him. I went with him. You know, he introduced me to his mother, his father, his sisters, and all other stuff. I'm just like, okay, you know, whatever. Which I didn't really want him to do that because I'm like, you know, I didn't introduce him to any of my family. And then this was the first day we were meeting. He wasn't supposed to do that, you know. But I guess he said he was looking for something serious, so he meant it, whatever. So I'm like, okay. You know, I go back to his house. We have sex. You know, I'm grown. I don't care. If I'm going to have sex with somebody on the first day, it's going to happen. And if it ends up being a one-night stand, it is what it is. If it doesn't, it is what it is. I don't care. So, we're talking. And, you know, we end up doing what we do. Stuff like that. So, after that, um... He had left in the morning because he had to drop his dad to chemo. So he leaves, but he leaves me in his house by himself. And I was highly upset because I hate being in people's houses by myself. So I called him and I'm like, where the hell are you? Like, I'm scared, okay? I have bad anxiety. I'm scared of the dark. I, I can sleep in the dark as long as it's with someone else and I still get paranoid. So I'm scared. I'm in his house by myself. I don't know where he went. I'm checking his house. He's nowhere to be found. <clears throat> found. And I call him, I'm like, where the hell are you at? Da, 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 da. He's like, I'm sorry, I, dropped, I had to drop my dad off at chemo. He's very family-oriented. That's what drew me to him, too. Everything that he showed me, it was leading to my family comes first, which that doesn't bother me at all. Your family's supposed to always come first. But my family comes first, and this and the third, and blah, 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 you know? So for several weeks, I'm in his house, you know, almost every single day or every other day and stuff like that. We're talking, you know, we're having sex and this and third, you know, getting to know each other more, blah, 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 blah. And then my mom gets married. And the day after her wedding, he ends up breaking up with me, right? Because he's like, oh, I'm still in love with my ex and I can't move forward with you knowing that I still have feelings for her. And he gave me this whole backstory about his ex, too. She had two miscarriages. And, um, which I would never wish a miscarriage on anybody, ever. That's not fun. But, um, she had two miscarriages and she ghosted him. So, that's how me and him ended up talking. Because she ghosted him two months before we met. 
and they they didn't speak for two months. He thought it was over, whatever, but he still had feelings for her. He's a church-going guy, so he says, but his dad owns a church. And surprisingly, I didn't know the church that I've walked past for so many years was owned by him. I didn't even know the church was open. It was always closed every time I saw it, but whatever. So... I, which gave, gave him the nickname church guy, you know? He always spoke to me about Christianity and going to church and stuff like that. And I ended up going back to church to get saved. That for him, for myself, especially dealing with the fact of I was just in an abusive relationship and stuff like that. So I went to church seeking God, getting saved and stuff like that for myself, not for him, not for anybody, for myself. And... He ends up breaking up with me the day after my mom's wedding. So I was kind of sad about it because I'm like, damn, I really like this guy and stuff like that. So I was sad, but I didn't think I would be this abnormally sad because usually like when somebody breaks up with me, it's like, okay, you know, I, I'm sad about it or whatever. And I try to figure out where I went wrong so I could fix myself so that way when I'm in another relationship, I better it. But he was just like, you just have like, it was nothing towards me. It's just he had feelings for his ex. So it was just like, okay, whatever. But... I was abnormally sad about, like, I really saw this man as my husband already. Like, it's weird, but I saw this man as my husband. And then I thought, like, we were actually going to be something. But it turns out that was a lie. So, yeah, that happened. And then, like, two, like, not even two weeks. Like, a week later, me and him um, meet up because he tells me that his dad wants to take me to the church to pick up some stuff for my daughter and stuff like that. So, I'm like, okay. So we were still working on a friendship, even though we couldn't be sexually and romantically involved with each other. So we were friends, whatever. So he had picked me up and, you know, they drove me to the church. I got a couple like school stuff for my daughter and stuff like that. And then he dropped me off at the park. A week later, I find out I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. And my sister, she tells me out of all people to get a, um, a pregnancy test so I'm like no I like I already been trying to get pregnant for the past three plus years wasn't happening I know I'm not pregnant it's just every time when I walk up the stairs or I'm doing too much I end up throwing up and that's literally something that happened like even when I'm at work and I'm lifting heavy people and stuff after I'm done I end up throwing up it's just my body so I said the same thing to my sister I'm like I don't need a pregnancy test. So she's like, bitch, I'm going to pay for it. Go get a pregnancy test. And it's on the third. So I go to the store. Um, I come back in the house. I'm dragging my feet at that. I go back in the house. And I go in the bathroom like, watch. It's going to say I'm not pregnant. And she's like, yeah, whatever. We'll see. And then I see the first line. And then I see the second line. And I start busting out crying. Not because... I wasn't ready to be a mother again, but I didn't think I could get pregnant again. You know, they told me like I have fibroids. My fibroids was blocking my fallopian tube and all this other stuff. I don't know if the fibroid moved. I don't know like how the body works, right? But I was pregnant. I was fucking pregnant. And I'm like, bro, this can't be fucking happening right now. So I started busting out crying because I'm like, bro, if I'm pregnant, I know for a fact it's from church guy. So I didn't call him. I didn't call him yet. I didn't call him. And 
But I'm like, you know what, fuck it. I call him. I call a church guy and I'm like, I'm pregnant. And he's like, by who? Once he said by who, it's like, bro, you know damn well, but you know what? It is what it is. Mind you, I've admitted to everybody that I've ever been in a romantic relationship with what type of person I am. Okay, yes, I have a past. I tell them about my past. I tell them, like, listen, this is just what it is, what it is. I tell everybody. I told him about my past, and he's like, he didn't care about my past as long as I wasn't doing it in the future, which is okay. I wasn't. But I did tell him about my past and stuff like that, and the first thing he asked me is, who are you pregnant by? So I'm like, wow, that's a slap in the face. No girl wants to fucking hear that shit. But I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Whatever. It is what it is. So, I'm like, yeah, I'm pregnant by you. Like, it's your baby. And he's like, oh, did you take a test and blah, blah, blah. Tell him, yeah, I go to the doctor. I find out I'm six weeks pregnant. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, six weeks. And then he's calculating to the six weeks. And he's like, no, it's impossible because when I met you, you had your period. And I'm like, yeah. And I got off my period, and then we linked up. And then he's calculating, and he's like, fuck. <laughs> and then he's like, that is my baby. That's crazy, you know? At least he owned up to that. I give him that. He owned up to it. Like, yeah, it's true. Because I was with him for the whole, I'm telling you, me and this guy was with each other almost every single day for the past, for a couple weeks, okay? And... He's like, damn, that is my baby, you know? So, he's like, you know, you can't keep this baby. You need to get an abortion. I don't want to be a baby father. And it's like, and I'm like, wait, hold up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, one thing I've never been dishonest about is my past. And especially my past dealing with abortions. And I've had a couple of abortions, you know? Four. Four abortions. I'm going to be honest. I have four abortions, one miscarriage, you know, and I'm telling him, like, I don't want to get another boy. Like, me and you do not have to be together. If you don't want to be there, I'm okay with being a single mother. Like, I've, I've, I was a single mother with my, my daughter. I could be a single mother again. I don't care. I'm just letting you know that I'm pregnant so that way you're not in the dark about anything. And I'm telling you, like, I want to keep this baby. Whatever comes after it, I don't care. Like, I want to keep this baby. He's threatening me. Like, oh, if you keep the baby, you're going to go to hell and blah, blah, blah. <coughs> and I'm just like, damn, I'm going to go to hell for not killing a baby? Like, that's crazy, you know? And I'm going to get my karma. And this is why I went through what I went through in the past. And I like trapping people. And I'm just like, how do I trap people if I only have one child? Like, you can't trap somebody. You only have one kid, you know? I mean, even my first kid, she could have been a trap, but I got trapped. Like, that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. But I didn't trap this man. I didn't tell you to stick your wiener in me and all this other stuff. I didn't tell you that. Then on top of that, after everything started done, he goes, oh, you basically raped me because I didn't want to have sex with you when I sent the third. And I'm like... So I raped you, and I was at your house every other day for several weeks. 
why you didn't call the cops on me? Like, it, it was so much to it because, like, how did I rape you and you still wanted to be around me? You still kept inviting me to your house. I never, not once asked if I could ever go to his house. Never. Not once. And I have receipts out the ass to prove that. I've never asked this man, can I go to his house? Every time he wanted me to go to his house, it was him um, asking me. So, I'm sorry. Anchor just sent me a little side note. The maximum recording time for segments is 60 minutes. So, I have to keep an eye on for the clock. We're in 45 minutes right now. I didn't even know I was talking for that long. But, okay. Anyway. So, it was a whole it was a whole lot. So, I'm dealing with him harassing me every single day. Telling me to get an abortion. And all this other stuff. And I'm just like, how you going to sit here and you're basically trying to force me to get an abortion. But my whole thing is, if, all right, guys, this is what you guys need to know. A woman's body, she literally can do whatever she wants with it. You can sit here and tell her to get an abortion. That's cool. You can tell her that. That's fine. Whatever. But once she gets into that office, they're going to ask her, is this something that you want to do? If you do not want to do this, you do not have to do this. Even if you tell them, like, no, they're forcing me to get an abortion and blah, blah, blah. They're going to tell you, like, you need to come back and have a discussion or whatever if this is something that you really want to do. Either way, it's still up to the woman, right? Boom. We meet up. And I, I scheduled an appointment to get an abortion, which I, I had no intentions on getting an abortion. Swear to God, this may sound fucked up to a lot of people, but I had no intentions on getting an abortion. I just wanted him to think that I got an abortion to get him off my back. I was going to move, disappear. He was never going to hear from me ever again in life. If the kid would have grew up and he would he or she would have asked questions about what's what, I would have just told him the truth. Okay, I'm, I'm not gonna sit here. I'm not, I just, there's no reason for me to lie to my kids, there's no reason for me to lie about anything. But I was gonna just, I was gonna move. He was never gonna hear from me ever again. I was gonna have the baby, and that was it. I wasn't gonna tell him that I kept the baby, nothing. Like, he was never gonna hear from me again. Like, I disappeared off the face of the earth. That's how it was gonna be, right? So, he picks me up, I go to the abortion clinic. And I sit, I, you know, I get something to eat first, and then I sit there, and I sat there for, like, what, an hour or two, eating my food, watching videos. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but this is what I was doing. I was eating, watching videos, um, asking them questions about other stuff, asking them if they knew GYN doctors, and all this other stuff, you know, just buying time. I told them ahead of time, like, the guy dropped me off here. He wants me to get an abortion. I don't want one. They told me I could sit in the waiting area and just chill out and all sorts of stuff. You know, they was, they was giving me game. Like, listen, usually abortion takes one to three hours. If you want, after an hour or two, you can leave and say that you got the abortion. He can ask for paperwork. The paperwork is sent, like, we do it via um online or whatever. So even if he asks, <coughs> you could just tell him that they give you the paperwork online. When I left out the abortion clinic, he did not ask me for no paperwork. He didn't ask for proof, nothing, okay? So that was easy. And then I told him I got the pill. So he dropped me off at the pharmacy. I was picking up my other prescriptions for Tylenol and, you know, for my mental health and stuff. I was picking up those prescriptions, and he thought, oh, I I did 
get te- I did get tested while I was there, and then they, they told me I had a yeast infection. So I did have to pick up a yeast infection pill, and I lied and told them that was the, the second part of the abortion pill. So I know I'm fucked up. I'm a fucked up individual. I don't care. I just wanted to get him off my back. So that was it. I wasn't going to call, harass. I wasn't going to put him on child support. My baby father, my first baby father, he's a deadbeat, 110%, and he's not even on child support. And I had my daughter for 11 years now. Not once did I ever put him on child support. Even though I threatened him to put him on child support, that's because he kept saying he was going to be in my daughter's life, and he ended up, it's a, that's a whole other thing for a whole other day. But I was never once going to put this man on child support. I knew exactly where he lived. I knew his full name. I knew everything about this guy, but I was not going to put him on child support. I just wanted him to get off my back, okay? I'm going to keep expressing that. I just wanted to keep get him off my back. So I told him the yeast infection pill was the, the second part of the abortion pill. I lied. Whoop-de-doo. Whatever. He dropped me off home. I took my pill. Whatever. And I'm openly talking about yeast infection because yeast infections and bacteria vaginosis are very common for women. And men could get UTIs. The shorter your penis, the more UTIs you get. <laughs> okay? But that's another segment for a whole other day. Anyway. I get home. I block his number. We never speak again. Right? Never, ever speak again. Then, um, we're, like, you know, time goes by. I end up meeting this guy, guy number five, okay? Let's talk about guy number five. Let's talk about guy number five, okay? So, guy number five. We meet at the park, you know? He's working. I'm there at a cookout. He's chilling, whatever. We're talking, mind you, um, okay, before I find out I'm pregnant, I meet guy number five, okay, so, didn't know I was pregnant, but I meet guy number five, okay, I'm just putting that out there, I didn't know I was pregnant, I meet guy number five, so guy number five, he's cool, he's chill, he tells me what he wants, I tell him what I want, we end up talking, and then, you know, I looked him up to see if he was a registered sex offender and all that other stuff, because this is... Somebody that I saw, like, I was going to, you know, be with. I don't know what it is, okay? I always believed in love, and I always believed in the fact that I one day will find love. I don't care what anybody says about me moving on fast without healing. I don't care, okay? Let's get that out of the way. Anyway, so we're talking. I look him up, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. So, while we're together, I find out I'm pregnant. I tell him, I tell him it's not his. So, he knows off the jump that it's not his. And it was, it happened before me and him met. He doesn't get really pissed off about it. But he does, you know, say, I feel like you shouldn't keep it. Because, you know, me and you are trying to build something. And blah, 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 blah. I understand where he was coming from. But everybody needs to understand where I'm coming from. I already had four abortions. And I told all these people that... If I get pregnant again, I was not getting another abortion. That was not going to happen. I wanted to keep my baby. This is me being adamant. Just like when I was pregnant with my daughter the first time, people were trying to get, make me get an abortion. The only person that didn't want me to get an abortion was my mom. She made it seem like it was my choice, and I respect her for that 110%. I will always love my mother, no matter what. My mom has my back to the day I die, okay? And I have hers. So... I was adamant. I'm not getting an abortion. These people are fucking crazy. Like, if they think I'm going to get an abortion, they're stupid. Whatever. So I tell him, I'm not getting an abortion. He ends up 
accepting it later on down the line, like probably a week or two later, because he was still adamant on, oh, I feel like you shouldn't keep it. What's my family going to say? Blah, 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 blah. Fuck your family. Like, not like that, but like, fuck what your family got to say. I don't give a fuck. I don't care what nobody got to say. At the end of the day, this happened before me and you got together. It's just, it's whatever. Like, if you feel like you care too much about what your family's going to think, then maybe we shouldn't be together. And he didn't want that. He stayed. Okay. We're making it work. Whatever. This guy, he would come to my house, sleep with me, and stuff like that. And it didn't matter if it was 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning. This nigga went outside to get whatever the fuck I was craving for. He spoiled the shit out of me when I was pregnant. And I'm, I'm, and I've never felt that before. Like, I never, besides from my mom, I never felt that from someone else. Especially knowing that it's not his kid and he's still taking care of me. He's still taking care of my daughter. He wants to take care of my future kid that comes out of me. Like, it meant a lot. A whole fucking lot. So, he spoiled the hell out of me when I was pregnant. I love that. <laughs> I love that. But I go to the hospital when I'm like nine weeks pregnant because I'm spotting. It was nothing too crazy, but I was like, you know, a little concerned. So I went to the hospital and I'm telling them like, you know, I'm spotting. I'm having a little bit of pain and this and the third. They did. They ran tests, took my urine, did an ultrasound, everything. They said the baby is where it's supposed to be. Everything's fine. They checked my HCG levels. It wasn't dropping. It was normal. This and the third. So they ended up discharging me, but they gave me an appointment to see the GYN like two days later. So I was like, okay, as long as, you know, everything's fine. Whatever. Two days later, I go back to the same hospital to go to the GYN. And then they tell me like, oh, there's no appointment in the system and stuff like that. And I'm just like, how? When I'm showing them the paper, like, I was literally in your emergency room and they made this appointment. She's like, yeah, sometimes they'll print out the paper, but they won't make the actual appointment. So this was in September. They didn't give me my GYN appointment until November 29th, okay? So from September to November 29th, that's a long fucking time, okay? So I get pissed off. I still keep the appointment, though. But I get pissed off because I'm like, I feel like that's too far. They're like, you know, this is your first trimester. But I'm like, by the time I see you, I'm going to be my second trimester. I haven't seen anybody for prenatal care for my whole first trimester. Like, what is going on? So I call my doctor and I tell her that I'm pregnant and stuff like that. So she's sending me prenatal pills until I go see my GYN. But she's pissed off because she's like, you need to see a GYN. Especially if you're spotting and you're doing all this other stuff. You need to take this very seriously. You need to see a GYN. Every GYN I call, they're months apart and stuff like that. And this is something that they need to work on too, especially when it comes to female. Why the hell are GYN appointments so far? And then it's like you have to you have to literally book an appointment. Like if you want to be seen like six months from now, you have to book an appointment like yesterday to get seen six months from now. Like that's crazy, right? So boom. I'm on the phone with my doctor, so she's like, um, here's a couple places, all the places that she referred me to, they don't do walk-ins, all of them are appointment-based, they were months apart, so she tells me, like, you know what, if anything happens, just keep going to the hospital until they push your GYN appointment up, so I'm like, okay, boom, I wasn't bleeding again until I get to 
I think I was around 13 weeks. I was spotting a little bit, but it only happened for like one day and then that was it. So I didn't really take that serious because I'm like, you know, spotting a pregnancy is normal, you know? So, whew. I'm sorry. So, um, I get to where I'm like, um, 15 weeks now, almost about to be 16 weeks, literally two days later, two days before I go to the doctor. Cause now I'm bleeding. I'm not spotting anymore. I'm bleeding. I feel heavy. Like where my, um, pelvic is. I feel very, very heavy. Like every time I get up, I feel this pressure, like pushing down. So I'm bleeding. I call the ambulance. The ambulance comes to get me. You know, they ask me if I have a pad on. I tell them, yeah, but I wasn't wearing a pad. I was wearing a pamper. Like, I'm I'm put you out to something right now for women. Like, if you ever have a period, get pampers. Like, they're fucking comfortable as hell. You don't have to worry about having an accident, nothing. Like, I really like it. Like, people are just now being aware of it, but I've been doing this shit for years. Like, pampers are it, okay? Anyway. Sometimes I'm wearing a pamper and stuff like that. They ask me if I have pain. I tell them I have pain. Blah, 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 blah. I get to the hospital. The hospital, they're like, oh, um, you know, they see me right away, like ASAP. As soon as I get there, they're like, bring her to the back. They bring me straight to the back. I go, I see the doctor. The doctor pulls me into one of the rooms or whatever. She does a sonogram. I'm looking at the sonogram. I'm like, damn, I see my baby moving. I'm like, I saw the baby waving, kicking his little feet. I'm more happy. I'm crying because, like, you know, I'm happy. I'm like, you know, he looked like he or she, they look healthy as hell. They're just jumping around, moving so much. And the doctor, she's like, you don't feel that? I'm like, I swear to everything, I did not feel nothing. I didn't feel that baby moving at all. I did, everything that I saw in that sonogram, I didn't feel. But I'm still happy. I'm like, oh, my gosh, the baby's moving so much. So they put me on bed rest. Okay, Thanksgiving comes, I'm eating and all this other stuff. And no, before Thanksgiving, my mom calls me and she's like, yo, you need to be careful. I had a dream that you were in the field um, picking something for the baby to eat. And a lion came and just ate the baby. Like she saw the baby die. She tried to scream for me to turn around and she couldn't like I, I couldn't hear her. And whatever and she's screaming she's like turn around turn around and I didn't hear her and the mind came and ate the baby and she said I just looked so distraught like I was on the floor screaming I was pissed off at the lion the lion just left and stuff like that so I didn't think nothing of it I was just like okay maybe I just need to stay away from certain people that's how I felt like you know that's how I took it and then like two days later um Thanksgiving right we're having Thanksgiving, we're eating, <coughs> all this other stuff. This is recent. This is November 24th, you know? Um, we're eating and this and third. And then um, my aunt had came, you know, my aunt, she always comes to pull up to get a plate. <laughs> but she had came or whatever, and then we're talking, and then I had got up, and I felt heavy pressure again. And she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, the doctor said it was normal. Mind you, the day when I went and I told them I was bleeding, they didn't do shit. 
They didn't do us. They only did was a sonogram, and then they sent me on my way. They said the baby was fine. That was it. They didn't draw no blood. They didn't take no urine. They didn't do shit. Okay. Literally on my discharge paper it says all they did was do a sonogram. That was it. I told them about the bleeding. It was like the bleeding just was non-existent. That's it's normal in pregnancy for you to bleed. Blah blah blah. Now, I'm gonna say this. Even if I went to the hospital and they ran tests and then it came back that I was going to have a miscarriage, at least they could have prepared me for what I was going to endure later on, right? I wasn't prepared. I wasn't mentally, physically, nothing. I wasn't prepared. So, you know, my aunt leaves after we all talk and stuff like that. My aunt and my mom leave. And then, like, 10 minutes later, my sister comes into the living room. And she's like, damn, it's cold in here. You know, I always have the AC on because, you know, I was pregnant. I was hot. So she turns the AC off and whatever. And I think I had got up, um, like, 10 minutes later to turn the AC back on. And while I'm up, my sister, she's still at the table. And she, I think she was eating or whatever. And I feel, like, contraction pains. And I'm like, oh, this is not good. So I tell my sister, I'm like, call 911. And she's like, okay. She calls 911. 911 didn't answer. I cannot, I swear on my life, I cannot make this up. This felt like a movie. It felt like a fucking movie. We're calling 911. I called 911. My sister called 911. My boyfriend called 911. We're all calling 911. 911 is not answering. It got to the point where at one point it said, please leave a mess. And I'm like, I've never heard. And I don't care how busy it is on the holidays. Anytime you call 911, they always answer. They did not answer at all. It was for like, it, that went on for an hour. We're calling, calling, calling. We're like, what the hell's going on? So we get scared. Me and my sister, we, we are zombie fanatics. The first thing we're thinking about is there's a fucking zombie apocalypse happening. That's why they're not answering. <laughs> it's martial law something, whatever. They're not answering. So I think I had walked over to the table to try to call them one more time. They didn't answer. I put the phone down and then... I looked at my sister and I felt like I had to poop. I felt like I had to poop. And I knew that was the first time right there because when I went to labor with my daughter, I felt the same way and then she came out, right? So I looked at my sister and I'm like, this baby's coming out. And she looked at me and she said, no, it's not. And I said, yes, it is. It's, it's going to come out. And as soon as I said that, he came out. And I went to the bathroom. And I saw him laying there in my pamper. And I just felt so distraught. I, I've had a miscarriage before. But, you know, it was a blood clot. It wasn't a fetus there. This time, it was a fetus, and I just saw it, like, the blood clot, the placenta, the baby still attached with the umbilical cord. I saw everything so vividly. 
It was super big, Yeah, sorry, it got cut off. But, um, it was just so vivid. Like, I saw it in my pamper, and I was so destroyed, and I started screaming, I want my baby back, I want my baby back. And then I went in the shower to try to, like, wash all the blood off and stuff, and it just kept coming out, kept coming out. I was bleeding so much, so much. And then 911 finally answered. And they're telling my sister, like, oh, she needs to lay down. She's going to go into shock if she stays up in the shower. She needs to lay down. She needs to elevate her legs and da 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 And you know what I mean? So I really knew what to do. Elevate my legs, you know, whatever. Warm blanket, stuff like that. You know, treat for shock. So... I was just destroyed. I don't know what I was thinking. Like, I couldn't think straight. Like, I ran from the bathroom to the hallway to the door to the living room. I just was all over the place. I didn't know what the hell to do. So, um, um, my sister, she kept telling me, you need to lay down. And then I called a cab. The cab came. But my sister's like, no, you cannot take a cab. You just lost a lot of blood. If something happens to you in the cab, they're not going to know what to do. And stuff like that. Which was true. I thought about it. But I really wanted to get to the hospital. Because I was bleeding. I just lost my baby. Like I wasn't thinking. So I ended up. Um, the paramedics finally come. They helped me get dressed and stuff. And then I asked her. Like should I take the baby with me to the hospital. So that way they could see that. You know. Or baby came out. The baby. Like. So beautiful. He was a boy. By the way. That would have been my first son. Um, he had all his fingers. Toes. So cute, even though like, you know, he was so tiny, so cute. And um, she told me like, yeah, you, if you want, you could bring him to the hospital. So I'm like, okay, I bring him with me to the hospital, and I get there. My boyfriend comes with me, and then you know he's cursing out the doctors and stuff because they were taking so long to see me. Like I'm actively bleeding, I'm bleeding my life away. By the time they came to see me. It was still so much blood coming out, and then they showed me the placenta and stuff, which I already, you know, knew what it looked like and stuff. And then they're like, oh, I'm going to have to wait an hour for the GYN to come because they didn't have a GY, uh, OBGYN there. So I'm like, what the hell? So after that, and then like three hours later, they come back in the room, and they're like, oh, we took blood, and, you know, your blood levels are really low. Mind you, I am already anemic right and I was I've expressed this the whole time I was scared that I was gonna pass out because I was already anemic my like they said the normal range for uh the normal range is 12 I was at uh 8.8 .8 and then I dropped to a five so once I dropped to a five like a hundred hours later they came in the room and they're like, oh my gosh, we have to do a blood transfusion. We need to get your blood type and all this other stuff. And I'm like, why? Like, you know, I was feeling delirious. So I'm like, why? You know, it's actually, I lost so much blood and my blood count dropped drastically. So they had to give me a blood transfusion. So I get a blood transfusion. The doctor stays with me. Well, she was a nurse. She stays with me in the room for the first 15 minutes because she said, um, when you first get a blood transfusion, allergic reaction can happen within the first 15 minutes. So she stayed with me for the first 15 minutes. She kept checking on me, asking me, like, do I feel okay? Stuff like that. I took the blood the blood transfusion very, very well. Um, I've actually felt 
a hundred percent better like than I did before. Before I was all sluggish, tired all the time. Now I have more energy. I feel like I could walk to Africa, bitch. Okay, <laughs> like I could. I I feel energized. But um, so she um leaves the room or whatever, and then I'm just sitting there reflecting, like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I can't believe I lost my baby. So they end up admitting. They bring me upstairs. <clears throat> they take my baby, they put my baby in like, um, you know, the urine cups, they put, they put him in there with the saline solution. They tell me, um, the reason why I have a miscarriage was because my cervix was open and, you know, this is not something that is not new to me. Cause like when I had my daughter, I was, pre- she was premature. I was high risk that whole pregnancy. That was my first pregnancy too, but I was high risk and I almost gave birth to her when I was five months, again, at six months, so they kept giving me shots to stop me from dilating and to keep my cervix closed. So my cervix has always been like that for since I was, I guess, since I was like 15 or 16, like I got pregnant when I was 16, so since I was 16, you know? So they told me like if I was to get pregnant again, I would have to keep getting shots to keep my cervix closed so that I would be able to keep, you know, hold my baby and stuff. This is something that I didn't know. If I would have knew, I would have, you know, I could have told them, like, you know, can you guys check my cervix, you know, because nobody, the whole time I'm going through all this, nobody thought, like, oh, let's, you know, check inside her. Nobody did that. So I'm pissed at the hospital. I'm cursing them out because I'm like, I literally was here two days ago and I told you I was bleeding. I did nothing to help me. I didn't even prepare me for this and stuff like that. So I was pissed off. <clears throat> they bring me upstairs and I bring my baby with me and you know I have you know the little trays that like they put your food on and stuff I put the baby there and I was just chilling there and stuff and watching TV kept looking over at him I was gonna name him Paris you know my mom she always wanted a uh, son she was gonna name him Paris so I ended up naming him Paris if it was a girl uh, I was gonna name him I was going to name her Clementine Charlene because my mom's name is Charlene. So I was going to name her Charlene. And then, um, I'm still like, you know, I'm in the hospital watching TV. They come in, um, the psychiatrist came in and he's talking to me because, you know, I just looked at something traumatic. So I didn't want to make sure like, I don't want to, you know, off myself. So I'm telling him. You know, he's asking me how do I feel and stuff like that. So I told him, like, you know, I feel depressed. And he's like, it's understandable given the fact of what the hell just happened. So I'm glad that he was, empath- you know, empathetic with that. So he's like, you know, I don't feel like you need to go to a psych hospital or anything only because that's, I feel like that's going to make things worse. But... They was just concerned because, you know, you had the baby next to you. You don't want anybody to touch it. You don't want anybody to go near him and stuff like that. And, you know, that was me just being protective, but it was true. I didn't want nobody touching my baby. The nurses kept coming in asking if they could take, if they could cover him up. And, and also, like, they was just asking me weird questions. I kept telling them no. So, towards when I was getting discharged, uh, they medically just you know cleared me they said I could go home I just had to relax for a couple weeks so I'm like okay and then the GYN she comes in and she's like oh um can we take the baby so we can run some tests on him and then I'm just like 
No, because like, what do you need to run tests for? But before I said no, I'm like, you know, uh, what do you want to run tests for? And am I going to get the baby back? And she said, no, we just want to run tests on him, you know, to see furthermore of like what happened. And it's very rare that we get situations like this because most miscarriages happen in the house and they used to get flushed down the toilet, <coughs> which is understandable because it's true. But no, my baby's not going to be a test dummy. And then I told them at the hospital that I wanted to do my own private, you know, funeral for him. And everybody said, okay, okay, okay. Now, all of a sudden, it's getting close for me to get discharged. And they're like, oh, they want to run tests on the baby, and I'm not going to get the baby back. And then she's like, oh, um, the hospital could do a, a burial for you and stuff like that. So, I, you know, I spoke to my aunt because my aunt was there. My mom was there, too. She left early to go to work. But my aunt said she was going to stay until I got discharged. So my aunt was there, and then she was, I, I, you know, I spoke to my aunt. I'm like, should I let them do the burial and stuff? And then my aunt was like, it's up to you. Like, it depends on how they're going to do it. So she was like that. They don't know where they're going to bury the baby, and I would have to call some number on that Monday to figure out where they were going to bury the baby and all that stuff. And I'm like, no. Like, no, that's not going to happen. So she said, okay, I'll be right back. So she leaves. Another nurse comes in and she's like, um, do not let them take your baby because they're going to give you a number to call on Monday. They're going to give you this whole run around about where you could find the baby and all this other stuff. It's going to give you a whole run around. You don't want to run tests because of the color of our skin and all this other stuff. And I took that to heart and I was glad that she told me that. I never threw her under the bus neither. Even after everything that was going on, I think that's why she was following me around to see if I was going to tell on her. But I never threw her under the bus. But um, the lady comes back in and then she's like, well, I have some good news and some bad news. So the good news is you can go home. But the bad news is like, you can't leave with the baby. And I'm like, why not? And they're like, because that's a health hazard. And I'm like, how is that a health or a safety hazard? When I was just around this baby this whole time while I was in the hospital and nobody said anything then. But now that I'm bringing him home, it's an issue. And I had plans on bringing him home and burying him. So what are you talking about? So they're like, well, you can't bring him home. And I'm like, who's going to stop me? So I told them from then, if I can't bring this baby home, it's going to be a whole bunch of people trying to stop me from bringing this baby home. I'd rather flush him down the toilet than to give him to the hospital. So she told me not to flush it down the toilet. She said, please wait. Let me talk to some people, blah, blah, blah. So the social worker calls me while I'm in the hospital. And she's like, please don't throw the baby down the toilet. And you should just give them the baby because they're going to help you. They're going to bury the baby properly. I'm like, I feel like I could bury the baby properly. I don't need anybody else to help me bury a baby properly and whatever. But I feel like I could do it how I want to do it. And... You know, he was small. You could, he could fit in your hand. The, the size of your hand, he was so small. So small. <clears throat> and I'm like, no. Like, I'm not giving anybody the baby. And while I was on the phone with her, you know, I, I poured some saline in a cup. And then I poured the water in the toilet while I was on the phone with her. And I flushed the toilet. And I told her I just flushed the baby down the toilet. And I took my baby and I put him in my bag. And then I called my boyfriend to come to the hospital to pick up the baby and leave. And then he came really quick too, like three minutes. He came to the hospital, took the baby, he left. Then another, um, the other nurses came back in and they're like, oh, now we can't discharge you because 
psychologically we feel like you're not all the way there and you acted off an impulse by flushing the baby down the toilet so you feel like when you get home you're gonna kill yourself and i'm like where the hell is all this coming from like this is crazy so they was not letting me go my aunt is telling them like that's her baby she could do whatever she wants with her baby and this that, and the third and you know my aunt she already knew but you know ride or die <laughs> so i'm telling them like I'm not staying in this fucking hospital. Y'all already medically cleared me. And then now you're talking about psychologically, I have to be evaluated again. The psychiatrist wasn't at the hospital anymore. He was in his house upstate. So I had to wait for him to come all the way from upstate, which I'm glad he did because he could have lied and said he was on his way coming and he could have never came. So I'm cursing them out and stuff and I'm telling them like, y'all sat here and y'all kept trying to convince me to give y'all my child, and then I told y'all I wasn't giving it to y'all, now all of a sudden I can't go home, and all sorts of stuff, like, they just kept making up excuses, so the psychiatrist came back, he closed the door, he came in my room, and he's like, I'm not here to take your baby, I just want to ask you one simple question, did you flush the baby down the toilet, I told him the truth, and I told him no, and he said you could go home, and I went home from there, but this was just, a dark time for me you know this is my I, I've had a, a, a miscarriage before but it wasn't like this you know where you can actually see the fetus and stuff like that I was four months pregnant so you can actually see the fetus and it was a bloody scene it, it was a whole lot and that's why I've been away for so long and I haven't been posting like that and stuff like that. It's just like life kept smacking me in the face back to back to back to back to back. You know, life was, I don't know what life was teaching me, but it was teaching me something. So I thank you all for listening, for tuning in, even though I haven't been consistent, like I said, but you guys still tune in every time I, I drop something. This is season four four now this is season four wow so i have a lot more to come every week like i promise i'm trying my hardest to keep posting every single week even if i gotta do these podcasts by myself and which uh, that's how it initially started my podcast initially started with me having a co-host and you know so i don't mind doing these podcasts by myself neither I get a lot more out. You guys can hear me vocally talking a lot more. And I appreciate everybody. I appreciate all of you. I love every single one of y'all. And I'm thankful for the life I live. And even though out of all of this that I went through, I'm still here. I'm still here. And I'm here for a reason. If I wasn't, I probably, I probably would have off myself a long time ago. But I don't have no suicidal ideation or none of that I just I'm here and I'm continuing to be strong for my child that is here and I'm not gonna stop not having kids I'm if the opportunity comes and I'm able to have a child again but I'm able to have it with someone who actually wants to have a child back with me that'll be better but I'm not just going to X the fact that I, I I want more kids. I only have one and she's 11. Like, I had a kid 11 years ago, you know, and I was about to have another one. So, this one, it hurt a lot because I saw, you know. 
Um, I'm just at the point in my life now that I'm not gonna stop trying. I'm I'm going to work on myself, better myself. Of course, I started smoking again when I found out I was pregnant. I quit cold turkey, but now I'm working on myself every day. I'm gonna educate myself more so I could keep a, you know a child and stuff like that. Now that I know about my cervix, I could start getting shots from the moment I find out I'm pregnant and stuff like that. You know, um, I thank you all for listening. I thank you all for tuning in. I'm still going to be consistent. I'm going to try my hardest, guys. And if you feel like I'm slacking, be you can hit up my Instagram and curse me out again. It's fine. Okay? I love it. But I will be posting again next week. Uh, we got a lot more to come. This is season four. Season four, you guys. You guys have been here with me, rocking with me since season, since season one to season four now. Like, come on. So, again, thank you. Stay blessed. Fuck what haters say. And just keep prospering. Like, don't let nobody doubt you. Don't let nobody put you down. Don't let nobody do anything. This is your life. You have to live it. Live it how you want to live it. If you want to pop pussy for a dollar, (laughs) you can do that too. Fuck it. Everybody has to live their life differently. It don't matter. You could be the most perfect human being in the world and they still gonna judge you. It don't matter what you do. Everybody's gonna judge everybody. I judge people. I judge people. And I, I don't I don't care about being judged neither. Because I judge people too. Barely. Not really, but you know, sometimes it happens. Sometimes you're unaware that you're judging someone and you still are. But I judge people. I judge fucking people who hang out with rapists and pedophiles and stuff like I judge people, okay? So keep pushing, keep thriving. If you have that business that you just started, <coughs> keep going, keep going. It may start off slow now, but a year from now, it might pass, three months from now, it might pop off. So keep doing what y'all doing. I love you all. Thank you guys for listening. Later.